Well, hello. Welcome to First Person, a podcast brought to you by Coleman FBC. I'm Chuck, and during the next few minutes, I'll join you, the listener, as we meet and get to know others in the First Baptist family. Together, we'll learn about them, their families, and what brought them to Coleman. First, I want to thank the production team of Karen Harmon and Vance Donahue for their help in making this podcast available. So welcome to the First Person Podcast. My guest today is Rebecca Mickle. Many of you know her, and I, uh, but we want everyone to get to know her. And so I'm, I'm thankful that she was able to set aside a Monday morning. Uh, we do this on Monday morning off times, and I can see you're bright and bushy and ready and uh, chomping at the bit to go. So, Rebecca, it's great to have you with me. Thank you. As most of you know, Rebecca serves as our children's minister here uh, for pre- both preschool and the older children. That's right. And so she has a, a lot on her plate. So thank you for coming by and just spending so some time with me. I, I know that our folks will enjoy getting to know you a little better. Uh, you know, as I, you and I were talking earlier, people see you often. Uh, they see me, but many times there are so many people who don't know a whole lot about us as far as our own lives, personal lives, and those kind of things. So we're here today to find out. Inquiring Absolutely. minds want to know. So, Absolutely. Uh, so, Rebecca, tell us, we'll start with with this question. Tell us where you're from, where you grew up, and all about your childhood and your family. Absolutely. Well, believe it or not, I am not a Coleman native. I am actually from Macon, Georgia. I was born and raised in the part of Georgia. That is where I went to school. I went to a private Christian school there where I studied systematic theology and Greek in sixth grade. So maybe that is what started my love of ministry. But I was there and then I went to Macon State College where I earned a degree in business management. So that is actually where I started. And I was there until I was 20 years old. And then I moved to Coleman where I met my husband, and we became there. So I have now been in Coleman as long as I was in Georgia to begin with. But now I am loving, loving Coleman and wouldn't go back for anything. So tell me, growing up in Macon, uh, Georgia, yeah. what, what, who were your influences, like your parental influences? How did they, Absolutely. how did your parents influence you as you're growing up, and what did they do? Absolutely. So both of my parents were educators. My dad was a professor at the college that I attended. He was a longtime history professor. My mother was an elementary school teacher. They met at, my dad was from New York, if you can believe that, and my mother was from Pontotoc, Mississippi. And they met at Columbia Bible College. And so we were just all over the map growing up. And then they ended up in Macon where I was born. My brother is 12 years older than me. So a little bit of a a gap there. But we came to Macon and they were different in their religious backgrounds. And so it was always important that we were in church. However, my dad was Episcopal. My mother was raised Baptist, and we went to a Presbyterian church. So there's that. So we were all over the map, like I said, with religion, but it was always very, very important. And my pastor growing up, the Reverend Chip Miller, was probably one of my biggest influences. Ever since I was five years old, he became the pastor, and he was such a leader. And even though he was the lead pastor of a big church, First Presbyterian Church in Macon, he made the children's ministry a priority. And he poured into us, poured into the children's ministry, poured into the youth ministry, poured into the college ministry, in fact, is still the pastor at First Presbyterian Church. And I still look to him 
as an influence even all these many years later. That that is great, and uh, so and so your parents that and that's interesting too yeah. having them from total different totally geographic different. areas yes. and and the influences that they bring they they do but. I, I think it's always it's interesting that that you were at a church and you grew up in a church where they did they, they the children's ministry was a huge influence on you. I was sort of the same way. I I wound up at a church where youth and music yes. music was a really big thing and yes. it was really important. So so how did you make your way to Coleman? How did that come about? Well, it's really quite interesting. I was working at a bank. And I had a week off. And so, like I said, my brother, who was 12 years older than me, he had been in Coleman for quite a while. He and his wife lived here. He made his way to Coleman. I can't even remember how. Again, so much older than me. But I wanted to visit him. I had a week off. And so I came to visit he and his wife who have a farm here in Coleman. And just that was my vacation for the week. Well, while I was here, they said, hey, did you know we're looking for an assistant manager at AT&T in Huntsville? And you ever thought about coming up here? And I was like, well, and then this 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 boy came over to my brother's house who happens to be named Jason Mickle. And he uh, he was like, yeah, why don't you look into these jobs? And so the Lord just opened a door and I lived with my brother and sister-in-law for a while until I found my own place and ended up here at, at AT&T for a while. And uh, then that that little boy just kept knocking on my door, asking me out. And uh, twenty years later, here we're we still are. together. Yeah, 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 I understand. So, how old were you when you came? Twenty here? years old. I was twenty. 20 so I graduated high school early. I graduated college early. So I was yeah. twenty. Twenty years old. I was a baby, Chuck. Oh, yeah. A baby. A mere, a mere cheering, weren't a you? A mere cheering. cheering. But yeah, there you very go. Very thankful God opened those doors. Okay, so fast forward. So you, you yeah, Jason. Get married. Yeah, so we got married in 2004. Was he already a police officer? He was already time? a police officer. He robbed the cradle, so he's a little yeah, bit older than me. So gotcha. he's been with the police department since 1998. And so it's a, a funny story. JC, our daughter, found one of his fraternity t-shirts from Auburn. And she said, Mom, did you go to that dance with Daddy? I said, no, baby, I was 12. So <laughs> that's always that's always a funny story to tell, that uh, the, the little age gap there. But, yes, yeah, so Jason has been with the police department since 1998, and he is now actually about to be appointed as the new assistant chief of okay. police. So we were uh, we were married in 2004. We had we have two children, JC, who is almost 18, and Jake, who is almost 16. Mm-hmm. Hard to believe JC is a senior, Jake is a sophomore, and we're just oh trying to enjoy every minute. They're thriving while I'm dying a little bit on the inside, sure. but it's it's wonderful. It gets away in a hurry, doesn't it? It, it, really, does. it doesn't seem possible for any of us. Absolutely. The days are long, but the years are oh so short. They are. They are. But it, it's good that you're aware. Absolutely. You know? And enjoy in being able to enjoy them in this phase, enjoying every stage of life, getting ready. JC wants to attend the University of Auburn. So we'll we'll see. We'll see. We'll but see. we're so excited for her yeah, and just enjoying yeah. every minute. So for many years you you worked and did other yes. things, correct? And correct. then and then but you guys came to First Baptist. We did. What when, what year did you come to First so Baptist? So we came to First Baptist in 2010 is when we started attending. And we really, again, the children's ministry brought us here. We wanted our children to be involved in a church. We visited several churches, um, different denominations even. But we we were drawn to 
First Baptist, Pastor Ed, was the pastor when we came, and he was just fantastic. And everything that this church, the importance that they put on children's ministry, even when ours were just six and four when we came, really pulled us in. And the small groups that we have here at the church, that's what brought us here. So we came as just members of the church, not as not as minister. We just came as mm-hmm. as members. Yeah. And so during this time, you know, you and Jason, you're raising your family yes. and then you're working otherwise. Yes, I, I was guess. the manager of a pharmacy in Hansville. Yeah. And then eventually through changes at First Baptist. Yes. As a volunteer, you just sort of kind of stepped into children's I ministry. Did. Is that how tell us how that happened? So I I love to tell this story because I have never felt God speak to me as clearly as he did the night that I decided that we would we would take on the, the, the ministry role as interim just for a few weeks, eight years later, but just for a few weeks, I was going to step in and try to help out and right. fill this role. And so as Jason and I were praying over, you know, what to do, I fell asleep and and the Lord literally came to me while I was asleep as clear as day. It's okay, Rebecca. I want you to take this role, help in the interim, feel this out. But of course, he was speaking to me much more deeply than I knew. But the peace that came over me to step in and help and fill the role was something. The only other time I felt that was when I knew that I was that God had given me my husband, Jason, to marry. Mm -hmm. And then now to to take on the role of interim children's minister. Well, I can just, I recall that at that time I was serving in a, another church right. in a different community, uh, but my family, my kids and my grandchildren, you know, they were members here at of First course. Baptist. And I can remember that that transition and you taking that on and uh, the, the discussion with Elizabeth, my daughter right. uh, and, and Susan, they were talking about this sweet lady is just, she's volunteered to help and to do this and, this, and, and, she, and it's great and that was a situation where if somebody needed to step up, yeah, and so so you did. So it's great the way that that God used that. Well, tell me, you mentioned that you grew up in Macon and your right. family and uh, the different churches and all that. How did you become a Christian? What was your salvation experience? So my salvation experience is is I. It's not exciting. It's not exciting because I grew up in a Christian home with mm-hmm. these loving parents, even though they were from different backgrounds. But the love of Christ was implemented on me from day one. We were. They made sure that we were in church every Sunday. And so I remember sitting on my bed as a six-year-old child, six years old, and I remember it as clear as day, asking the Lord to be the Lord of my life, committing my life to him, feeling the presence of the Holy Spirit at six years old. Now, again, going to a Presbyterian church, we they baptize children as infants. However, again, mother raised Baptist, dad raised Episcopalian, met in the middle with Presbyterian, I suppose. But we went through a confirmation class. So I was not baptized until I was 12 years old, but we were still sprinkled. So from 6 to 12, same. I was already saved. I was already a believer. However, at 12, that is when we went before the church and made the profession of faith for those that were not baptized as infants. As infants. Yeah. Yeah. So that's great. So, and I I kind of digressed a little bit, getting us back there in a way, but I do think people people love to hear, you know, whatever a person's salvation experience is. They like to know, you know, how that came about. And it's always interesting, too, because I'll 
I do the same thing. I said, well, you know, mine was my salvation. I was at a Baptist church. Right. I was in the third grade. It was kind of average. I don't have a whole lot to right. No, say about hit it. by and an eighteen wheeler. No, no, yeah, yeah. Saw or, the light. Yeah, I don't have cars to show. Right, I have a past right, right, right. or something. You know, I don't. Right. I'm not criticizing that at all. I'm just saying we kind of glamorize that. But you know, it doesn't mean that we're not any more lost. Absolutely. If, even if we, the way we look at it, sometimes that's not true. But we're still in need of a savior, no matter what our age. Right. And in my case, I, I accepted Christ as a third grader, but I really didn't follow him till I was in high school. Absolutely. And Absolutely. I hear that a lot too. Absolutely. And you continue to grow. It's the process of sanctification yeah. where it's lifelong. It is. And I will say that when you know, again, having Reverend Chip Miller as one, he's the one that that baptized me, and as one of my spiritual influences. When we came to First Baptist in order to join, you know, obviously we teach baptized by immersion. Well, even in 2010, I was not necessarily the most mature Christian because in my immature self, I thought, I'm not going to get baptized again. I've already been baptized. You know, I don't want to negate from what Reverend Miller did. However, when J.C. accepted Jesus as her Lord and Savior and was ready to be a member of First Baptist Church and to join my husband. He is already was already baptized. He grew up in Hopewell Baptist Church in Hansville, Alabama. But when JC was saved, the Lord really did a work in me and said, Rebecca, you are also, you know, you were such an influence on your daughter's life. Are you going to allow her to follow in believers' baptism and join First Baptist Church? And you not because you're stubborn. And so, of course not. And so God did a work in me there. But what is great about that, when we are at Discover First, and we are telling others about baptism by immersion, I'm able to share my story and say, look, we're following in the footsteps of Jesus. I, too, was stubborn. I didn't want to do that. However, what a joy when I did and just felt that, that, that baptism, that, you know, buried in, 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 buried in death, raised to walk in newness of life. You feel that. It's so different right. than being sprinkled, even though I was sprinkled as a 12-year-old. <clears throat> well, and Tom— in Discover First. Yes. Um, he does a great job of explaining that. He does. In saying that, you know, this this doesn't discount your Absolutely. experience. That you're, you know, the intent of that from your parents was, was that, that you be given to Christ and be raised, you know, in that way. He said, so anyway, he does give a great explanation of, you know, because a lot of people hold that. There is. Yeah. There's that. Yeah, they absolutely. Really do. Yeah. And, uh, and by the way, uh, this coming Sunday, the 16th of October, uh, will be Discover First. Four o'clock. Yeah, four o'clock. And yep. so we'll be there. You and I will be there Absolutely. just as, as staff people. But I would just encourage anyone who is considering uh, being Absolutely. part and of the And it's the, the first, last one yeah. for 2022. So it's it definitely is. the one yeah. to get in on. And it's a great, it is a great, it, and it's not like someone's beating you over the head with something. No. If you know Pastor Tom at all, mm. he can... You know, he can make paint dry and fun, I think. You know, he makes it interesting. Absolutely. And, and you get to know him a little bit and uh, just get to find out. It's a very informative class. It is. It is. And a, a lot of explanation about our beliefs. Absolutely. You know, how, what we hold and what we represent and right. why we do certain things when we do them, how we do them, the ordinances right. and, and all that kind of stuff. So, well, finally. Yes. Tell me, and I know this would be hard to get you to talk about, but uh, right. yeah, tell me about your ministry at First Baptist. Oh. One of the questions I normally ask in this is, uh, I'll ask folks, I'll say, have you found a place of service at First Baptist? A little bit. Uh, you know, and so 
It's kind of funny, but but it really uh, tell us about your about your ministry role, about how Absolutely. I know you've evolved into a lot of things, how God's been using you there. But just give us kind of a a synopsis, thumbnail sketch, sure. or something about children's ministry. So eight years ago, April fifteenth, I remember it like I said, clear as day. God spoke so clearly to me that I would step in in the interim during a time of transition, and I've always loved children's ministry, even growing up, as soon as I hit junior high, can I volunteer with the littles? When I hit senior high, can I volunteer with junior high, et cetera, et cetera, all the way through. And then even when moving to Coleman now, Jason and I, when we started our family, I didn't volunteer during that because I had littles of my own to to raise. But once I stepped into the, to the ministerial role, again, I thought two or three weeks, maybe, you know, maybe a month, they'll find the right person for this job. That was eight years ago, and they still haven't found the right person for the job. But until then, I'll I'll step into the role. But it my my love and my passion just grew, and the Holy Spirit continued to work in me, through me. I I hope to disciple these children. And as I grew, it was well. We need to go back to seminary, and we're going to do this. We're going to do this right. So the Lord placed a desire on my heart to go back to school, which I never thought I would want to do, but we certainly did. And so I started at Liberty University and got a degree in interdisciplinary studies of religion, business, and education, which sounds insane, but they do all three of those fit in completely into children's ministry. And then I got a Master of Divinity of Christian ministry. And so finishing that, I can't even remember, there was so much that happened during all of that time, but grew my passion even more. And so I started with first through sixth grade, and I did that for seven years here at the church. And then when our precious preschool minister, Lori Bowden, resigned in last year, I also took over the role of nursery, preschool, birth through sixth grade. So that has been an absolute joy to partner with parents to disciple their children. That is how I view my role, is to partner with parents, to resource parents with what they need to disciple their children, to point them to a forever relationship with Jesus, because that's not something that we can do. That is the work of the Holy Spirit, but we can point their children to that, and we can start as babies in our nursery singing Jesus Loves Me, loving on them, and all of our volunteers, which I actually call investors because I believe that the job that they do is so much more than just volunteering. They're making an eternal investment on the lives of these children, and they know that. They know that zero through you, till you meet Jesus, it is important to pour into them, to sing to them, to say the Bible story, even as babies. And so we do that, and we know that the preschool hall is the area where families are going to choose, do I want to be a part of this body of Christ, meaning this First Baptist Church, based on our our where where they come, where they bring their children. And so First Baptist is so phenomenal in understanding the importance of children's ministry. We have such a great team that works together that pours into children, into youth. And these are the years that these their cognitive development for the age of four to fourteen. This is where we pour into them the most. And this is when this is the most important. And obviously I'm biased, but I think that children's ministry is the most important ministry. Children are the church. They are the foundation. They are the church of today, not tomorrow, today. And I it is it is literally my passion and my joy, and it it grows every day. And as long as God will have me, I hope to serve this church and serve our families. Well, that, I mean that's that's true, and it it is a, it's an incredible 
amount of people yeah. and some wonderful young couples with small children. Amazing. It seems like yes. we just have uh, tons of them. And, of course, now you have a new children's area. Yes. It's really yes. good. And, of course, I'm sure it's already almost filled up, too. Absolutely. But that's what, wonderful. that's what we're after. So, yes. well, Rebecca, I know that, I mean, you're a blessing to so many people in our church. And and I just wanted to take this time to, to talk with you, to let you just share with people who don't know your story. Thank but also— to say that we we highly everybody in in First Baptist values children's ministry. We know whether it be our elder statesmen. You know we yes. have some incredible people that love those kids and they love that ministry. And you're right, First Baptist has a long history of of just pouring into children yes. and making resources available. And yes. so, and That's what good. a blessing it is to have someone to oversee that and to you know to shepherd all that. So you're a blessing to me. We love you. Everybody does and. Uh, great to see your smile, even on Monday morning. Absolutely. So thank you for setting aside a little time to come by and talk with us. We oh, appreciate it. My absolute pleasure. All right. It's good to see you. That concludes another episode of First Person. Thanks, Rebecca. You're so welcome. Thank you for listening to First Person. I want to encourage you to share this podcast with friends and family.